0: Weren't we just here? I think so. I, I think we were just here, like within the past 48 hours, and we are back. Nice <laughs> nice to be with you. Nice to be with, uh, I know a lot of you are streaming today. Some of you do all the time. we got some people that watch from Missouri and Wisconsin and even the other side of the world. Uh, but this morning, I know a few of you are... On beaches in Alabama and that sort of thing, and so you're, you're and we'll never either, forgive you either I know you're either watching now or you're going to be watching a little bit later. So nice to welcome you. And then there are those of us who are are live, and we're special because we're live. Here we are. So good good to see you today. We're gonna we're gonna have a little fun here at the beginning, just kind of walking through some of the some of the memories of the past year, some of the some of the highlights, things that have just really uh, made 21, 2021 a special, unique, wonderful year. You were commenting just before, and I agree, as I, as I thought through some of the memories of the year, I was like, that was this year? Yeah. Oh, my word. It, in many ways, it's felt like a very, very long year. Good year, but a long year. You, you said something about that. Kind of the same place, right? Yeah,
1: the, whole, the year as a whole, 2021 somehow mm-hmm. felt longer than 2020. Uh, but from August to Christmas, felt like it was about seven
0: minutes. Speed it's racer, just, yeah, boom. yeah, yeah. We had some fun stuff come back this year that yeah. that we had taken off for a year and whatever. So uh, thought a, a great way a great way to get started this morning to just kind of get the the memories going is to spend a little time revisiting uh, a very fun week at Green Lake. So. Got a, got a video clip for you. And I, I, I tell you what, every plate I'm like, oh my word, I am right there right now. So here's the problem, of course, with these videos. <clears throat> the live stream, we got to douse the sound, okay? Because otherwise YouTube kicks us off and it's just an ugly mess. So uh, watch the images. You can race ahead about three minutes if you're watching later. I am so glad... That we're not stuck relying on our memory for those moments you know <laughs> there are so many i and i said this the first time we showed this can't believe how many of those events i was a part of what was going on so to be able to see it again and you know have that have that memory come back was amazing so bringing back obviously bringing back camp bringing back green lake were two huge highlights of the year what what's something that may be pulled out of that for you
1: well he cheated today, and he didn't surprise me on stage yeah, to, right, right. to say you know what are the highlights of the year, but I actually got, so I had some time to actually go back through the student Instagram and my own personal, I don't do a lot of social media. Like mm-hmm. I'm constantly on Twitter just reading and observing, but I don't actually post anything myself, so I'm not very helpful to me. But then going through and seeing all the different people that are tagged in all of our student stuff, and then going and just seeing what their, um, what their perspectives are from each of the different camps or each of the different uh, events that we have. I, it, my year started uh, pretty pretty rough with how the school year was going. Mm-hmm. And so I was stuck in this, man, it just has felt like the the most eternal school year ever. And then Captain Bidigan came along. <laughs> and that was when this whole stage turned into a pirate ship.
0: Yeah. was yeah.
1: one of the coolest things. And I think that was literally the point in the year where I was like, we are back, and it's gonna, everything's going to be cool, and we're, we're ready to have fun again. Right. Not just come right. back right. to normal and being with each other and, and doing all that, but we're ready to have some fun, like some real, real fun again. Um, so going from that into the, the craziness of the month of June, I, I don't know. I, everything about this year has been really cool, but for, for me, when I go through and, and look at the highlights, what stands out to me is just the word stories, mm. uh, because everybody... <clears throat> Everybody has their own perspective on it and how weeks went and what everything you know how everything played out, but there were some really really cool stories and you know thinking to Green Lake, hearing the, the testimonies or the, the ten testimonies, ten uh, hearing the, the stories of people as as they're getting baptized here you know in our in our church family. Um, getting to know the stories of, of new people who have entered into the journey groups that I'm a part of and, and things like that. It, it's, just, it's been a year full of, of really, really cool stories. People uh, who have been you know, coming to Southfield for the first time for whatever reason, whether it was an invite or just seeing that we're open, or just a, a year of really,
0: really cool stories. I agree with you. I, uh, for me, I look at the year and um, I, we've said several times, you know, this is uh, 140 years that this church has been here started in october of 1881 a group of swedish immigrants come on over they want to start a church they start speaking their own language and ultimately in the in the late 20s early 30s realize if we're going to continue to reach beyond ourselves we have to be willing to speak a new language and and we've carried on i think that that value that was part of that group to continue to speak the language of the culture not morphing the message of the gospel but changing the methodology, and to come to this year, you know, I so many years later, 140 years in, for a lot of churches, um, if you're 140 years old, and there aren't a lot of churches that are 140 years old, a lot of them, you know, literally die within the first 10 years of being founded. But uh, if you're 140 years old, a lot of those churches are showing uh, videos or pictures of the glory days back then. Oh, do you remember when we used to? Uh, we, Kim and I visited uh, her family's, uh, family's church building in Iowa this summer. And uh, if you go on their website, they have a remember when we used to video. Nothing about, now. in fact, now they're basically saying we're lucky we have a pulse. But they're talking about used to. You look at us this year, this year, folks, you're the glory days that they're going to talk about yeah. 140 years from now. Uh, this is just—it's amazing the things that are happening right now. Uh, I would love to know what the
1: those original Swedes would think of March Madness and donuts and <laughs> Dodge.
0: I think I, I think they they feel a little <laughs> tense. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> they, they were a little bit more high strung, <laughs> I suspect. <laughs> no, I mean I look at you know this is a year that there's still believe it or not there are still churches taking reservations and wondering if it's okay to be together. And you all exhibited the courage to say. Uh, together is a value it's a value and and we've had some of the best attendance we've had in years this year it's amazing um giving wise as of this morning and going into this weekend we're going to be about fifty thousand dollars over the budgeted income for the year that's insane and i promise you there yeah you 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 absolutely deserve that no doubt no doubt because there are a lot of churches right now, suck and win. There are a lot of churches that, you know, they took COVID money. How are We gonna, We didn't do that. We didn't do any of that. We just, we relied on God. We believed that God wanted us to do something here, and, and we forged ahead with that. And it's just, it's amazing. The number of people that have come here this year, this is, 2021 is their year. When we, when we ask them someday, when did you come to Southfield? This is the year that they came here, showed up, began to engage, plant roots. I, I love that. There are so many pieces of, of you know, the, the stats of the year that just scream, this was an amazing year. But then you throw in 40 people getting baptized. And those 40 people represent so many of the, the life-changing opportunities that are taking place around here all the time. This is, this is a year that we were supposed to be going, well, you know, maybe next year will be better. I'll tell you what, if next year is better, it's going to be pretty stinking <laughs> good. good. Yeah. It's going to be pretty stinking good. So I love, I love the, way, uh, the way God worked in us and through us this past year. It's not about glory days. The best is now, and the best will continue, and we love that. And I, and I think so much of this, so much just comes, comes down to the, the tremendous courage that all of you have exhibited in, in just continuing to say, we've, we've got to continue to be the church of Jesus Christ. I've said it so many times, I'm sure people are weary of it by now, but in classic pandemics, the rich head to the hills and the church head to the streets. We don't go into hiding. This is our opportunity to see great things done for Jesus. And he, he put us here now for a reason. So we're going to take advantage of that reason. Uh, I, I had a little fun. I thought it would be fun to share my, my 2020 playlist. I'm a kid, and I used to watch Casey Kasem and all, you know, what are, what are the best songs of the year. So these were my favorites from this year. Our group singing My Lighthouse in the Back of a Pickup. That, I'm telling you what, that song, oh my word, I still, I can see where they are, right in, front of the, right in front of the bookstore, driving by, and they're all singing away at the top of their lungs. It's the best version of that song out there. We just need it recorded. It's awesome. I can't get away from Do It Again. I just I keep looking at that song and saying, that is, that's the story. We can, we can see what God has done in the past, and as we're walking into treacherous times, we know he can do it again. I love Promises. One of the reasons I love Promises, this is one of those songs that Lorelei finally let it belt. You know, In fact, there was a Sunday morning, she, we're singing that song, and I have my eyes shut, and I'm like, oh, Shelly's doing a really good job on that. And I open my eyes, and I'm like, that's not Shelly. Woo! That was amazing to see that growth. I love that. I love that so much. Make room. Oh, my word. This
1: song was on the back burner for a long time, apparently, but then I kind of forced the issue. I was like, Shelly, you got, you got to get these guys to do this song because it, I don't know, there's, there's something about that, that message that I will make room for you that, I mean, we, we all have to do it. It's a part of our lives as Christians, and this year it felt just Super powerful,
0: super appropriate to, uh, to have that. Absolutely and, man, it's did. Moving. Absolutely did. And then, and then I think the other one for me is something has to break. Those ones make room. I mean, it's funny how you see the themes that play out in there, because all of them really have to do with the power of God at work in us. Uh, we're we're at moments that that there needs to be a breakthrough. There needs to be God. We're we're waiting for you to show up in this and and just this amazing amazing moment. So I had some others, but I'm gonna, I'm going to skip along. I mean, I love gratitude, man. How can you go? I mean, <laughs> that that guy, he's the only guy that can rock that that girly hair in that way, and and he looks like a total stud. It's just amazing. So, anyway, let's 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 talk a little bit about what's coming because 2022 is going to be awesome. Do you do you have anything fun kind of on the burner for 2022 student-wise? I can't say anything yet. You can't say. But yeah, yeah. There's get, we have something that we've never done.
1: Ooh. Um, that's going to be coming for our junior high through high school in the spring. Something that was supposed to happen um, a while ago that we weren't able to do. That we're doing this year. So, um, so yeah, I, but I, I, I have to leave it That's at okay. that. I get I have it. to leave it well, at that. Well, it's funny
0: because with students, I also have an idea that I want to talk to you about because I think it'll be a blast. So, so there, there's, the, there's like the ultimate tease, okay? We got a, we got a couple com- fun things coming up there. <laughs> I, I think in terms of starting the new year, I, I mentioned this uh, last week, and we're going to continue to unfold this, but I really think with the number with the number of people that have come recently that are new to church new new to southfield and whatever it's important for us to have one of these one of these same page experiences where we're all where we're all involved in something that that in time we can all look back and say hey remember when we did this together and it all gets us on the same page with the same same page experience so we had talked about wanting to launch this it would involve it would involve groups and the teaching on sunday morning it involves a, a workbook that we're going through that you're actually five days a week doing a devotional, coming together, talking about what you've learned. And, and we hope to launch that really early in January. And then in December, we're just like, we're, we're sucking wind and going, how in the world are we going to pull this off? So, so we're actually going to push that to the beginning of February. Now, some of you are going, wait a second, that means that there are going to be no groups in January. What we're encouraging you to do in January is, you know, if you have a group that normally meets, get together a couple times, have dinner together, or, or do a short study together, do what you want. But but be ready for an all church experience that's going to be coming, uh, going to be coming in February, and I, I think it's going to be again. It's going to be one of those that it's going to grow us individually, but it's really going to grow our hearts together, together as a church. It's going I'd, to be really amazing. I've loved when we've done
1: this kind of stuff before, when we did Multiply years and years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it, allows for the opportunity for you to to talk to people that maybe you haven't met yet or you've seen them in passing for a year or two around the building but just hadn't had that that in and so now you don't have to talk about weather or the sports you can actually talk about right um, something that we're doing together
0: yeah yeah so i i think that for me that is really the main thing that i look at that'll be in early 2020 but that's gonna that is actually gonna stretch us right through to easter so the first portion of the year is going to be focused on that. I, I think another thing that's going to be coming in, in, in this next year is as, as people have come to the church, they're new to this place, now it's time to start kicking into a piece of ownership of what's going on so you know we really do believe that god doesn't call us to do the work of the ministry it call he calls us to train god's people to do the work of the ministry and so there's going to be a lot of that this year just tagging people and saying why don't you try this why don't you why don't you get involved in this and see how it works and and i tell you one of the areas that is going to be impacted by that greatly uh is is the group that's coming onto stage right now so our 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 worship team is coming on up and just kind of talk through a little bit of how this is going to be working this coming year. You know, as we know, we heard from Dana and Jason in April that they were going to be heading to Colorado, and they just did here recently. Mm-hmm. And that leaves a big a hole at Drummer, a hole that's already been filled by, by Barney McGrain. So we've got, a, we've got a drummer coming on in, as well as a couple others that have talked about their drumming. And then, of course, we have the fabulous Cajoning of Miranda. I love the Cajon. It's just like it's one of my favorite instruments, mm-hmm. honestly. It sounds so... I, I'm blown away that that thing can sound so full and then you put on that foot tambourine and and the crowd goes wild it's just amazing so so many so many pieces of that 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 allow us allow us an opportunity i i think that when um when holes come up we can look at them one two ways oh i missed them oh i wish we could go back oh or we can look at holes as opportunities hey now god's calling someone else to step up and serve And one of the other things we're doing right now that you might all think we're a little crazy, but, you know, you thought that already, so who cares, is um, Shelley, who's, you know, a prime singer up here all the time, is actually going to be stepping back from singing as much for the next couple of months. And she's doing that in large part to direct and raise up new and more people singing. So, we you know, I, I think what happens a lot of times when we have someone that we depend on all the time, we go, You do it. You do it. And now instead some people have to say, Hey, she's not here to cover me. I'm got to sing this thing, right, Laura So boom, here we go. And we just go ahead and 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 let that that part of of the gift God has given us come out. So so that's another that's another shift going into the new year that I don't know, there might be times that you're you're kind of longing for. Oh, I I wish we could have what we had. Hey, anytime we get stuck in just loving what we had, we miss out on what could be. Mm-hmm. And what could be, I think, is going to be amazing. So, well, we're going to, I, I could talk more about 2022, but it's already 920. So, let's go ahead and stand, and we're going to sing together. So, we, we, we start this experiment already this morning, and uh, we were supposed to do two songs, and Ryan is home sick. So, anyway, uh, we're learning. This is going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to learn together. As we um, set out on Christmas Eve uh, to, to talk about the story of Christmas, I want to take a little different approach and, and look, at, look at life in terms of, you know, we talk about this word normal, we'd like to go back to normal, all that sort of thing. I, I, I think that really, I don't know that people like normal as much as they like predictable. They, they like to know that what was, will be. They, they, like to, they like to walk into something and know that um, they, have a, they have an idea of this is the way it normally is, this is the predictable piece, whether it is something that already exists or, or something that we hope that will exist. There, there are life stages we go through, for example, that you just kind of expect. At 18, I'm going to do this. At 22, I'm going to do this. And we, we have certain things that fall into a, fall into a pattern of predictability. A pack, pattern of, of expectation that we think that's the way life is going to work. Uh, but, but we know for a fact there are a lot of times that the, that the expectations of life don't work that way. They, they don't unfold the way we hope. They don't, the thing that we thought would happen didn't happen. Or the, the, the normal that we thought would be there isn't there. And, and, and sadly, I think what we're watching in our world is that when normal isn't there, a lot of people roll up into a ball and just suck their thumb on the floor. They don't know what to do. They're, they're, they're just kind of terrified. What, I don't know what to do right now. It's not the way it was. And, and what I love about the story of Christmas is that there's nothing about it that was predictable or normal. Everything about it was flipped on its head. Everything. Everything. And and you had a group of people that I think sometimes because they're so much a part of our of our religious consciousness, we think of them as superhumans, nothing like us. We we don't put them as the, in the same category as just another common person. We think somehow that they are so extraordinary, so different that they can handle things in a way that we cannot. And yet the reality is they are very much just like we are. And they were given opportunities, invitations, to enter into the abnormal, to enter into that which was not ordinary, to enter into that which was not predictable. And and they had to choose, what am I going to do with this? Now, what I love about it is For these people, for these characters in the story, there are certain virtues, certain patterns that were already built into their lives so that when that moment came, they were ready for it. I originally thought that we'd go ahead and and blast through all five of those this morning. And then as I looked at them, I'm like, you know what, we need to go a little slower on this. We need to go a little slower because I think for a lot of us, you know, as we look at some of the way the world is operating right now, things that that might happen, could happen, everything else, we find our hearts a little rattled. How do I deal with another season of unpredictability, another season of abnormal? What are the ways in which we can prepare our hearts and, and prepare our character for not resisting the abnormal, but actually embracing it, actually seeing it as a rare opportunity, a time in which God is working uniquely. I I love that. That night, that Christmas night, God was working uniquely. It wasn't like the previous 400 years where there was no supernatural communication. It was a unique moment. And we don't want to be people who in a unique moment say, I'll just, I'll just wait for normal to come back. I'll just wait for predictable to come back. We want to make sure in those moments we're ready for them. So we, we looked at five characters or character groups in the story, and the first one, of course, is, is, is Mary. Mary is just a, a beautiful, beautiful piece of the story of Christmas. Here's the, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, and what we find in Mary if you're going to walk into that which is abnormal, that which you didn't, you didn't really plan, you couldn't predict, it is important that your heart has an unreserved openness. An unreserved openness that says, God, I exist to do your will. That's why I'm here. I exist for the purpose of doing your will. It's not about my plans. It's not about my path. Do you think Mary didn't have plans Here's here's a woman who's engaged to be married. She had plans. She knew the way this was going to unfold. She had an idea in her mind of what everything was going to look like. And then this angel comes into her life and changes everything. We get that beautiful greeting from Gabriel, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And he goes on to say, you know, she's frightened. What is this all about? Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, bear a son. You will call his name Jesus, who will be great and called the son of the most high. This is going to be God's child born on earth and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father's David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now here's what I love. Mary receives this message, and she doesn't just go, oh, okay. She asks questions. I don't think God has a problem when we ask questions in the unpredictable. I don't think God has a problem with us saying, how is that going to work? Or really? Are you kidding me? I don't think God has a problem with that. He wants us. Part of growing in faith is to ask questions, to ask questions of God and to walk there. So, so she says, how is this going to happen since I'm a virgin? How is this going to happen? And, and the angel beautifully, he doesn't say, Stop asking questions. Let's just get on with the program. He doesn't. He says, no, the the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. This child that is born to you will be holy, will be the son of God. He even talks about what's going on with Elizabeth right now, that even though she's far past childbearing age, she's about to have a son as well. And then that beautiful verse that you need to carry with you, for nothing will be impossible with God. Luke one thirty seven. carry that with you as you walk through life. But then we have the response of Mary, the beautiful response of Mary. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Do you hear her unreserved openness? I'm God's servant. This isn't about my plans. This isn't about my predictable next step. I'm a servant of the Lord. I I live at your pleasure, God. May it be to me according to your word. God, whatever you want, I want it too. That's what she's saying. Whatever you want, I want it too. Can you say that without reservation to God? Whatever you want, I want it too. I promise you, even just this Christmas, there are some things that happened this Christmas for you that you went, that is not the way I imagined Christmas to unfold. In fact, not only it's not the way you imagined Christmas to unfold, you're kind of frustrated with it. It's not the way you wanted it to be. Are you able to say, I am your servant, whatever you want. I want it too. I'm open to whatever you desire. How could she have this kind of openness? And remember, our understanding is she's a teenager. This isn't, this isn't you know a, a 26-year-old woman who's lived a little life, got some experience. This is a teenage girl, probably 15 years old. And she's already saying to God, I am your servant. May it be to me according to your word. How does she develop this kind of spirit? Where does this unreserved openness come from? I I believe it begins with a walk of virtue. She didn't didn't start following God the moment the angel appeared. That wasn't wasn't her first encounter with God. She had already been walking with God. The passage says, you found favor with the Lord. She's walking a virtuous walk. Now, Now, having said that, it's important to understand this. She was not sinlessly perfect. Some teach that she was sinlessly perfect. There is nothing in the Bible that indicates that she was sinlessly perfect. She's just like us. Part of Jesus being able to come and be our Savior is to be the product of full divinity and full humanity. Both needed to be present. Both needed to be present. Here's a woman who is sinful, who is broken, but nonetheless, she's already in a path of following the will of God. She doesn't start today. Okay, God, your plan, I'll go with it. She had already started that practice with him in the smaller steps of life. I think beyond that, she's watching and listening. This angel appears to her and she doesn't go, man, I don't know what that was, but forget that. I'm going to do what I want to do. She's watching and listening throughout life. Watching and listening. Looking for the work of God in her life. Do you watch and listen for the fingerprints of God? Every day. Are you watching and listening for the activity of God all around you? This is is the way she lives so that when an angel does appear to to her, she's ready to hear and she's ready to obey. Think beyond that, she's a person who had learned how to hold plans loosely. Too many of us, we've got our life plan in a folder and and it's not gonna change because that's our life plan, right? We know the way everything's going to work. And pretty much two pages in, boom, we have to throw away the folder. We we hold on so tightly to our plan, so tightly to our dream. I think part of the problem that we have in life in Christmas is a great example of it. Between between Norman Rockwell and Thomas Kincaid, they've, they've painted these idyllic pictures of life, and that's what we want life to look like. But for most of us, life looks more like a Picasso, a total mess. It's just a total mess. And we want, we want the idyllic and perfect instead of holding loosely whatever our plans are because God has plans as well. And we're living according to the will of God, not according to our own will. James 4 goes into this quite clearly. He says, you got to be careful. There are some of you who say today or tomorrow we're going to go into this town, that town. We're going to spend some time there. We're going we're to carry on business. We're going to make money. And, and he says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? you're a mist. It appears for a while and vanishes. 2022 starts. I don't know how many of you will start the year by saying, well, this could be my last. We don't think that way, right? I mean, really? How morbid. This could be my last. You know, there are people who left us in 2021 who didn't start 2021 saying, this could be my last. And yeah, what does this passage say? Life is a mist and it's gone. It's gone. He says instead you ought to say if the Lord's will, we will do if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. Now, that's not a trite little line that we throw on the front of our plans. Well, God willing creeks don't rise. That's not, no. This is this is an actual stance that says, God, I'm gonna start walking this way, but if you want to bump the direction, I am listening. I'm listening. I am open and listening to whatever you have to say. I am open and listening. I am always, I recognize, just like Mary, I am a servant of the Lord. Not my will, but yours be done, God. And then I think for Mary, there's just what we'd want to call the place of pondering. You know this from the story in Luke 2. The shepherds come, they see the baby, they're, they're like blown away. And the, and the passage says they go tell everybody. I mean, they're just they're spreading the news like crazy. Verse 19, <clears throat> but Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. She just, Mary was a person already as a teenager of quiet reflection. I think part of the great, one of the great ills of social media is that we have to blab and blather about everything going on in our life instead of quietly treasuring it for ourselves. Just being being able to hold it with myself and say, God, God, what have you done here? What is this about? To hold it closely, to treasure it pondering these are these are the some of the things that grew her so so how do we grow in this kind of unreserved openness Uh, for all of the characters that we go through the grouping of characters we're going to look at the same four things i'm going to give you a spiritual practice a passage that you can walk into a point of discernment and then a song because for me music has a way of helping me to uh, it's kind of a spiritual discipline in and of itself so so let's start with the spiritual practice and the spiritual practice would be this Learn how to welcome divine distractions. How many of you wake up, you've got a list, and you live by the list? You know what today is going to look like. And about two minutes in, the list is blown to smithereens. And in your mind, it's a ruined day. It's over. I had plans. Everything's destroyed. Do you know, if you look at an ordinary day in the life of Jesus, it's nuts. It's not. Matthew 9 is a great example. Starts, he gets in a boat, crosses over, comes to a town. Some people bring him a par- paralyzed man. Would you heal him? Well, that's not on my list today. That's not, that's not part of my plan. No, he heals him. Boom. He's walking a little further. There's Matthew. Hey, you want to come be my follower? I, we don't have that. That day he had on list number two, find follower preferable a tax collector hey you know he's walking along and god god the father calls attention this is one of your followers talk to him then john's just john's disciples come ask him about fasting so you have this all of a sudden now now we're we're breaking into theology mode and having to talk a little bit about that someone else comes over and says my daughter is dying will you help me and so he starts walking with him. I mean, this is the most frantic, frenetic day. It is all over the map. He's walking. And all of a sudden he goes, wait, hold on. Somebody just touched me. What's that? What's that?" This woman touches his garment, stops and has a conversation with her. Meanwhile, the little girl dies. He says, don't worry about it. We can fix that. He walks over. He heals. The, he brings the little girl back to life. And, and you know, we're not done yet. Because then, then he's healing some blind people and a person who can't speak. And, and ends it all by saying, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. You think? You think? Jesus, it doesn't say anything about what his plan was for the day. You know what his plan was for the day? I have come to do the will of him who sent me. That was his plan for the day. God, whatever you call me to do, I'm open to it. So many of us, we have our lives so planned that we have no openness to a divine distraction. We have no openness to the thing that happens in the moment that is actually what God has placed before us. Can we have that kind of openness to say God actually has an agenda and I'd like to follow his will and not my own? How about a passage? For a passage, I'd take you back to 1 Samuel chapter 3. I love the beginning of this passage. Here's what it says. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many many visions. You know what that passage is saying? Ordinary is God's not talking very much. Ordinary is God has kind of fallen silent during this season. That's ordinary. Thank goodness ordinary didn't remain. Thank goodness there was an extraordinary moment, and Samuel was prepared for the extraordinary moment by Eli. We know that he hears a voice he thinks it's Eli speak uh, he, he goes into Eli Eli you called me no i didn 't call you. He does it again, he does it again and and i I, I love this because He's working through this. And verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. What an interesting way to put that. He did, he's in the temple, but he did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. He's not yet learned to train his ears to hear the voice of God. It's been a time of rare communication on the part of God. A third time he hears it, Samuel. Now this time even Eli clues in and goes, Huh, this is a little out of the ordinary. This might actually be something cool. The next time you hear the voice, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He hears the voice again. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Two verses for you to take on if you want to open this, if you want to grow this kind of unreserved openness. I am your servant. May it be to me according to your word. And a few times a day, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Train your heart to be open to the voice of God. Train your heart to be open to the fact that the divine distraction is actually the will of God being presented before you. Now let, let's talk for a moment about a, a point of discernment and that is this, that I think for a lot of us, a lot of us don't like abnormal, we don't like unpredictable, but there are some of us that are so bored with the normal that we're looking for anything. We actually create our own distractions. We're looking, for, we're looking for our way out of the mundane, our way out of the ordinary, our way out of what's going on right now. We, we pray for something to happen, it doesn't happen. And our life story could be something like this. When God closes the door, just break all the windows. Do whatever you gotta do to make this thing happen. There is a huge difference between being restless with the normal, And so I just go and do what I think is the will of God. And actually in the normal, hearing the voice of God to do something unique. Got to be careful that we're not just trying to make things happen, but that we're actually listening for the voice of God. We're watching for the opportunities that God is placing before us. Mary didn't create this opportunity. Mary was given this opportunity. And for the song, I, I come back to what, what we both talked about earlier. I, the, the, just play Make Room over and over again. Here is where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender. And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. Can you sing those words out loud and mean it? And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. God wants us to walk in a state of unreserved openness. To be like Mary that when we have that moment that God reveals his will to us, we can say without hesitation, I am your servant, may it be to me according to your word. And so we pray, speak Lord. Speak Lord, your servants are listening. When those moments in life come up that that aren't normal, they aren't predictable they're extraordinary help us to learn to welcome them as friends in jesus name amen Have brian come back and as we head into communion i want i want us to hear again today the words of psalm 91 psalm 91 is a, a, a psalm that i my goodness i think we read it one of the first times we were back together in the room it's a, it's a psalm that I think fits so well the season of life we're in. And, and interestingly, it's the psalm, it's the psalm that um, Vicki Clyborne who just went home to be with Jesus not too long ago, loved the most. And so I thought hearing these words again as we close out this year and enter a new year, hearing this, the promises of God from the mouth of the psalmist uh, would be beautiful for us as we, as we move toward communion.
1: You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and seek the punishment of the wicked. If you say, "'The Lord is my refuge,' And you make the Lord Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and on the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent."
0: You know, we could lead, read this uh, passage at a, at a real surface level and think, well, this, this verse is saying, I'm never going to get a cold. No, no bad is ever going to happen to me. And I think the psalmist is really pointing out something uh, far, far more meaningful, far more significant. He said in verse 5, You will not fear the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies by day. So the Lord is going to protect you in such a way, when we realize that God is our refuge, when we realize that He is truly protecting who we are, our souls are completely protected in Him. The people who have been used most mightily in this world through the years, especially when it comes to fighting forces of darkness, are people who have come to realize, you can kill my body, you can't kill my soul there's nothing you can do to take my soul from me. My soul belongs to God. When we start living in such a way that we have far less fear about our physical bodies, our, our physical being, and realize I am a servant of the Lord and I want to be used however he wants me to be used, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to do things for him that are going to blow us away. So as we move to this final time of communion today we have two tables up front and two in the back we have the gluten-free on either side of the platform as well as one at the back table and we'll be listening to a rendition that that i love of of the lord's prayer lead us not into temptation deliver us from evil your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let this be a year that God's kingdom comes and will is done through us as a people and as individuals. Let's go to communion. We are grateful, God, for the year You gave us. We thank You for all the all the things we've talked about this morning, all the ways that You You grew us and challenged us and changed us. We thank You for for moments that um, friendships were formed, for 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 moments that that. The reality of you was made so obvious to some people that they actually entered into a relationship with you for the first time in their life. They realized that there was more to life than just the the stuff they were doing all the time, more than the ordinary, that there's a God in heaven who loves them and has done all of this to bring them into relationship with Himself. We thank you for the people this year who, who made a very public commitment to you through baptism to say i am a devoted follower of jesus i don't always get it right i invite you to help me when i don't i want to walk in community and i want people to know that i love jesus father your goodness has been shown to us in so many ways and thank you for the opportunities that you brought back to us this year the opportunities to to gather freely the way we have, the opportunities to to go to Green Lake and to be involved in camp and, and all just all the things. God, your goodness has been all around us. And as we as we look toward this next year, we honestly we're we're not looking to return to normal and ordinary. We want our eyes always be to be open to those divine distractions to those uncommon opportunities, when, when we realize that right now we're not just fulfilling our to-do list today, but we're living out the will of our Father in heaven. And so it is our prayer that your kingdom come and your will be done. It is our prayer that you would speak and that we would listen. It is our prayer that we are your servants and may it all be to us according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, one more time before we go. You gotta relive camp. Here it is. 2021 the year of the drone got some different angles on camp and on on uh green lake that just oh my goodness it's funny compared to the green lake video i was so much not a part of a lot of the thing there there's so much going on all over the place so to be able to see the things that were happening the joy on faces and i love the way that that ends that encourages us to take joy with us to choose joy joy is a choice folks Are you going to choose to be joyful this next year or not? So let's stand and pray. I want you to do something as we do this. Go ahead and take your hands and put them out in front of you. Just put them in front of you. And I want you to think for for a moment about your openness to God. Are you willing to take whatever God puts in those hands? We don't know the year that was coming, God. But you're going to place something in these hands. And we're going to have a choice. We're going to have a choice of taking it up or a choice of dropping it and resisting it. I pray that like Mary, we would choose to be open without reservation. May it be to me according to your word. through your Son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for being here today.